Let us pray briefly. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this moment. We gather for Jesus. And we seek to glorify him and to honor him in everything. And we know that by the end of today, lives are going to be changed. People are going to be positioned in the places they need to be positioned. And above all, that which was your will for this season will be done. Receive all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I love all of you. Worship team, thank you. Can you give, up the, give them a clap? Thank God for all of you. The topic this evening, I will be honest, is not an easy one. No wonder we packaged it in a customer-friendly way. The customer-friendly topic is called Thriving in Authority. But the real, real intention we have is to really help you to understand authority so that you can exercise authority. I'll begin with a brief story. When the Lord appeared to me as a teenager, he began to use me mightily. Miracles were happening, prophecies, deliverance, healings, and I was still a schoolboy. And I went about doing what I felt was the work of God, but I didn't know I was really offending a lot of people. I was in high school where there was a CU patron. I was in a CU where there were other leaders apart from myself. I was a student in a classroom where there were other students, some of who were leaders. I was in a school where there were authorities. And because I was too much on fire, I didn't know where was where. I didn't know where to draw the line. As a result, something happened that cost my life a big deal. I began to develop a health problem. And the more I prayed about it, took medication about it, nothing was improving. I remember I had this running nose, and it was not the soft mucus, it was the thick mucus. And I used everything I could use, including, you know, uh, physical paper for writing. Because I did tissue, it was not enough. I did the normal handkerchief, it was not enough. I did my mother's what do we call it? This vitamba. Huh? What? That, those ones. It was not enough. Every day, my nose was running constantly. One day, the Lord had mercy on me. He told me, my son, I want to teach you something you should never forget. Are you ready to hear what the Lord taught me? He told me, I want you to go to your CEO patron, kneel down, and apologize. I said, for what? Just go and apologize. And when I knelt before, she began to teach me about authority. She told me, my son, you are just a CU Secretary General. There is a prayer coordinator. You are the one coordinating prayer without his blessings. There is the CU Chairman, and you are the one busy summoning meetings without his consent. And you, because you are doing well in class, you never listen to the monitor. You are always the noisemaker in class. Because you are sure even if you make noise, you will still pass. So even in class, you are still arrogant. And she told me, I am the patron of this CU. But every meeting that you hold, I never seem to have an idea what is going on in those meetings. And I knelt down and I said, Mom, I ask before God, please pray for me. 
And I didn't mention my running nose. She simply said, Lord Jesus, by the authority given unto me, I command this boy to be whole. My nose dried there and there. I have never had that problem again. We want to talk about authority, but not in a way that will cripple your freedom. In a way that will enhance your freedom. Because when you know your territory, you can thrive in it as much as you want. So to start us off, allow me to give us the main subtopics. The first subtopic is where is authority? The second subtopic is who are the authorities? The third subtopic is how do we apply authority? Where is authority? Before I read the Bible, allow me to keep talking. Authority, where is authority? To answer that question, we say authority is everywhere. Authority is everything. This microphone I'm using is an authority. This pulpit I'm using is an authority. This podium I'm stepping on is an authority. The seat I just sat on is an authority. The water I just drank is an authority. The microphone the worship team has just used is an authority. I have been called to now this evening to talk about authority as a visiting preacher. I am not a member of DC. So Deliverance Church in Gongorod is also an authority. I am just a visiting preacher. So if I entered here and I went straight to these microphones and I begin talking from these microphones, I will be in contradiction of authority. This is for the worship team. Authority is everywhere. When I went through that, uh, that gate, there was a watchman who was clear enough to tell me, this is where you park. That was an authority. Now, he may not be saved. I don't know about his testimony. He may not be so much dressed sharply like some of you. But please, if he tells you park here and you don't park there, you will be blamed for any eventuality. God will hold you accountable. When we sit right here in front, these are seats of authority. You come and you sit because all of them look blue. It means you have not yet discerned authority. When I'm told by 6 or 6.30 or by 7 we should finish, that is an authority. Anything beyond, unless the Lord is willing to defend me, I will have to give explanations to my conscience and to my God. Now, why am I talking about authority? I have a friend of mine, we were with him in school, and we were officials in the same club. One day the mother wanted to dash to Maseno. And the, she went to the boss, and she said, I am going to Maseno. The boss said, don't go to Maseno. The boss was not a believer. I think he was a Muslim. And the lady decided, I am going to Maseno. And she boarded the vehicle on her way to Maseno. Today she is a cripple. Because in that meeting, in that journey, she had an accident. I wish I had an umbrella to demonstrate something. As you are getting the umbrella, let's go now to the Bible. The Bible says in the last chapter of Matthew, that is Matthew chapter 26, no, chapter 28, from verse 16 
to verse 20. The Bible says in Matthew 28 from 16, I hope you See, I say, if I be a prophet, if I be a prophet, good. The Bible says in Matthew 28, from verse 16 to verse 20, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. Another version says, All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen. To the young people in faith, the Lord Jesus is the Lamb of God. To those growing, the Lord Jesus is the Lion who should be feared. But to those who are mature, those who are stable, the Lord Jesus is both the Lion and the Lamb. Initially, because you have just been saved, Jesus is so sweet, so harmless. He cannot punish you if you make a mistake. Jesus cannot even allow you to go to hell, even if you are sinning. That is your interpretation. And God understands that you are still young, learning Jesus as the lamb. After a while, he begins to discipline you. He begins to demand for your obedience. And at that time, he is becoming the lion to you. And therefore, you keep walking in fear, walking in obedience, walking, walking with trembling. But after a while, he adjusts the rules a bit. Then once in a while, he is the lamb. Once in a while, he is the lion. Once in a while, he is the lamb. And it keeps swinging that way. And as you do ministry, people see two sides of you that do not contradict. As you live your Christianity, people see two sides of you that does not contradict. They begin to see you soft, once in a while you are tough. They begin to see you worshipping, the next time you are binding demons. They begin to see you shouting, the next minute you are whispering. Meaning the Lord has become to you the lion and the lamb. Now, depending on where a preacher is, some will be preaching grace, 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 nothing but grace. Those have just known Jesus as the Lamb. But some will preach grace and repentance, grace and repentance, and others will preach Jesus and Jesus only because they can masterfully experience Him and express Him. So in this meeting, with all gentleness in my spirit, I am going to speak of Jesus as the Lamb. As the lion. Now the lion is saying in 28 verse 16 to 20. I am with you everywhere you go. I am everywhere. Meaning it is now your duty to learn to see him everywhere. Right now through me. For those who are sensitive. He is trying to talk to you. After you leave this place, through another brother or sister, who may not really be anointed, he will also be trying to speak to you. 
When you walk through that gate and even through your own gate, he will also be trying to speak to you. Your duty is to discern him wherever he can be found. When you are a student, you may be the head boy of your school, but your authority is not that, is not above the class monitor. Head boys don't write noisemakers. It is the prefect or the monitor who writes noisemakers. Meaning, in matters of class monitoring, that man is above you and you need to submit. You may be the class teacher for those of you who are class teachers or headmistresses or whatever it is. But your authority is not above the head girl or the head boy. I am saying something here. Jesus as the lion, Jesus as the king, Jesus as the authority is everywhere. This world is not out of order. It is in order. It is people who are refusing to walk under order, to walk under authority. When you come to this church, there is order, there is hierarchy, there are territories. Don't go stepping everywhere. There is a pastor, there are elders, there are deacons, there are worship team members. And if you learn to see Jesus in all these people and to submit accordingly, blessed shall you be. Now before I go on explaining that, allow me to use this umbrella to show you something. Any leader in any territory is carrying a spiritual umbrella that will shield you from the sun or from the rain. Anytime you walk out of that umbrella, the leadership has not ended. It is you who has begun a journey of ending. Anytime you come back under the umbrella, the beating that you receive will come to an end. Now, we need to realize something. God has delegated his authority to various institutions and to various people. However, above all these institutions and all these people is Jesus himself. Your duty is to discern him. Which brings me to the second explanation of authority. Who are the authorities? I've mentioned a few people just to excite your mind. But who are the authorities? For those of you writing or listening, this is the point. There are two levels of authority. I quote Romans chapter 13. And I quote it in King James Version. That is from verse 1. The Bible says, Let all souls Submit to higher powers or higher authorities. Now for those of us who went to school, if they are higher authorities, it also means they are lower authorities. They are higher authorities and they are lower authorities. Therefore, we need first of all to ask ourselves, who are these higher authorities? So that when we say you submit, you know how to submit. There are three higher authorities, some of which we have already quoted or read in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Somebody, to get more exciting, do like this. Then do again like this. Then do again like this. Higher authorities are number one, number two, and number three. 
Up there in number one, we have three people. Allow me to use an English word called imperial authority or absolute authority. Imperial authority is number one. That is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So when we point to heaven, we are pointing to imperial authority. Okay? Number two in higher authorities is your conscience. Why your conscience? Because the breath of God is in you, meaning God himself is in you. When God himself is in you as conscience, it is equal to God himself being in you. Meaning, just like there are higher authorities, there are also higher authorities in you as your conscience. Your conscience is equal to God himself because your conscience is the breath of God. Are you hearing me? And we'll give scripture. Then, outwardly, I forgot to tell you to use your Bible. Outwardly, we have the word of God that is like a mirror. Okay? Upward, we have God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Inward, we have your conscience. Outward, we have the scripture. So allow me to go back. The first higher authority is the imperial authority, consisting of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The second imperial or, or higher authority is the authority of conscience. Okay? Which is the breath of God in you. The, the voice that tells you wrong and right. And outwardly, as a mirror, is the truth of God's word. That is another higher authority. So before we go to headmaster and president and the local chief and the traffic policeman and the landlord and all these people, we need to understand the higher authorities. Because all other authorities take their orders from these higher authorities. That is why now you can understand why the disciples once in a while could publicly disagree with the rulers and they could get away with it. God could still back them. They could tell the rulers, will we listen to you or will we listen to who? To God. Paul says something that I want us to read in the issue of conscience. And we find it in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 3. The issue of conscience. Because conscience is very important. Conscience is very important. You cannot exercise the authority of your conscience if you do not understand conscience. Chapter 3, I mean chapter 1 verse 3. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience. Now listen. If there is pure conscience, there is also impure conscience. Only pure conscience can be higher authority. Impure conscience cannot be a higher authority. Because once your conscience is impure, God refuses to back it up. It is like I have given you this shirt of mine, and you go soiling it with maybe blue paint or red paint. When I look at it, it is still my shirt, but not the shirt I gave you. Therefore, I can't defend it like the original shirt that I gave you. Now, how do you keep your conscience pure? That is a wide topic, but allow me to introduce a few things. 
you keep your conscience pure by listening to it regularly. Initially, you fail to listen. God forgives you and the voice comes back to remind you. Again, you refuse to listen. The voice comes back to listen to you. If you continue rejecting the voice of your conscience, soon it will be impure. Your conscience is like this water. What a teacher today. Good. Your conscience is like this water. I wish it was transparent. Yes, my Lord. Your conscience is like this water. Every warning you receive from it keeps it pure. Every warning you ignore from it keeps it impure. And soon it is black because of guilt. When it is black because of guilt, you can no longer depend on it to hear God. Listen. The Lord may speak to you, but many times He speaks to you through your conscience. There are people who are so stubborn. You tell them things 50 times, they still don't listen. And then they wonder, why are they walking powerless walk? Why do they not carry authority? It is because what was to be pure has now become impure. You are telling a teenager, stop walking around with that boy or with that girl. Stop walking with that group or that gang. Stop doing this, stop doing that. And if they don't listen, after a while, their bottle that was white will now be black. And God will no longer be able to back such a person up. The Bible now says of some group of people whom I have no time to talk about, their conscience has been seared with hot iron, meaning their conscience is dead. A conscience that is dead cannot be high authority. Only a pure conscience can be high authority. So not everybody should come to you beating their chest. You know my conscience. You know my conscience. The first thing you need to ask them, is it pure or just rebellious? I meet guys living in outright sin, quoting their conscience on me. I tell them, please, go get your lifestyle together before you can quote me your conscience. Because what you call your conscience is dead rebellion. I've seen ministers of God trying to cast out devils. And some of them were even slapped by demons. In the name of Jesus, pa! And you wonder, ah, but I thought this one went to Bible school. I thought this one had five members in his church. Only to realize there is rebellion in this person. And now because he's trying to exercise higher authority. And yet, his authority is no longer legitimate. Demons now are slapping him. Demons now are mocking him. Tell your neighbor, keep a pure conscience. I hope now you understand why you should really obey the word of God. Because the more you are walking in obedience to the word of God, the more you are keeping within higher authority. And the more now all other authorities cannot but fear you. When a man of God whose conscience is pure, okay, who listens to the word of God and obeys it, who does not joke around with the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit, when such a man stands before even a president, the president will have to stand and acknowledge that though I have civil authority, which we are coming to, you, you have spiritual authority. No wonder Esther now says, just pray and fast for me. 
when you are praying and fasting for me, my authority will become higher authority. So that when I stand before the king, whose authority is civil authority, I will be able to put sense in his head. The issue is not how high the civilian authority is. The issue is how much accurate you are working within the higher authorities. We have women complaining about their sons or their husbands or their bosses. We have men complaining about their boss or their, or, 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 or their supervisor. While all they need is to keep within the higher authorities. Once you are right within the higher authorities, the lower authorities will have to submit to you. There was a man called John Knox. Some of you have read of him. He was a Scottish he didn't have wealth, he didn't have a church, he didn't have anything people can boast about. But the man was prayerful. And any time he went to his, his room to intercede, the history records to us, the Queen of Scotland, who was called Mary, used to tremble and used to sweat profusely. And any time the Queen could begin sweating and trembling, she knew John Knox is praying. So one day the queen said, the only thing I fear in the whole world and in this cultish realm is the prayers of John Knox. How are the apostles able to turn the world upside down without going into politics? These people are prayerful. But today we think we must maybe go into politics so that we can influence government. That is one of the ways. But the real way we see in scripture, let those who are called for higher authorities remain in higher authority. Praise the Lord. Seven levels of authority. Higher authorities have three. Lower authorities have four. Now we go to the four. Are you ready? The first lower authority we have is called delegated authority. The authority of a parent. The authority of a husband. The authority of a local chief. The authority of a president. The authority of a high school principal, the authority of a monitor, the authority, like we were shown last week, of a firstborn. Those are delegated authorities. But remember, they are lower authorities. Now, delegated authority, when it is within the will of God, is equal to God himself. Men must learn that everywhere they go, they first identify a delegated authority, then they submit. Our brother Moses may be very anointed, but in this nation, he is a foreigner. So the anointing will not shield him from the immigration. Are you hearing me? The immigration is a delegated authority. I am very graced and anointed. But please, in Deliverance Church, Ngong Road, I am not the senior pastor. I am just a visiting preacher. And I have to behave myself. Because this man right here is the delegated authority. And many times people come for counseling. We tell them, this one, go to Pastor Kimani. But I thought you are full of fire. I thought you can just blow and things happen. People tell me that. And I tell them quietly, can you go through Irene? Then Irene will go to the pastor. Then they're like, I can just walk and go. I tell them, no. Follow procedure. Today, the problem with many people, they don't know how to spot delegated authority. 
Many people have had their homes robbed, though they pay tithes and they, they give their offering, because the watchman looks like a mistake. Somebody not worth respecting. When the watchman gives you signals that his authority is being trespassed, you despise it. Authority is not just about Mtukufu Rais, the president. No. Authority, my brother, my sister, is everywhere. Pastor Kimani may be so anointed as the senior pastor, but in the Sunday school there is a teacher. When he arrives there, the children will be like, who are you? Not because the children are mistaken or full of bad manners. No. They are just confused about the trespasser who has come to their territory. And today we have men of God who run a church like a one-man show. They want to do worship, they want to play the guitar, and they want to say, hey, hey, sit there. They are the ushers, they are the worship leaders, they are everything. In an institution like this one, there are delegated authorities, and meaning they are delegated seats, meaning they are delegated cups, meaning they are delegated, they are delegated people to do everything. Remember what you began by saying, this pulpit is an authority. Your children should not just jump and touch it. This is an authority. It is a symbol that there is an institution placed by God in this place. This pulpit, this podium is an authority. Till you are told to step on it, come and stay right in your lane. I am not making you to be legalistic. I am only helping you to thrive so that the umbrella can do its job. The umbrella must be allowed to do its job by people keeping to their land. <laughs> Second, delegated authority, we call it the authority of contracts or contractual authority. This is what we call written authority. Written authority includes things like constitutions and things like lease agreements and things like sell agreements and things like whatever documentation my Lord there can call them. Contractual authorities. When you have signed a, a deal, a deal they say in English is a what? Is a deal. Quote scripture, pray in tongues, a deal is a what? A deal. Nothing defines our civilian life like contractual authority. A visa is a contractual authority. Because a visa tells you, you begin on the first year, and maybe on the fifth year, you should be done staying here. Anything else may subject you to authority, and even to imprisonment. And today we have Christians who do not care about contracts. They say out there in this city, if you want to import a car, use a Muslim, don't use a Christian. Is it true? They say out there, if you want to buy a quick house, which is clean, with clean title deed, don't buy from a Christian, buy from a Muslim. Why? Christians don't care about contracts. Christians don't care about agreements. Christians don't care about the clauses that forbid this and forbid that. Our constitution is an authority. 
You can be so full of the Holy Spirit, but if you do not know and follow that constitution, you will be in trouble. A marriage certificate is a, is a contract. A purchase agreement is a contract. And all these written deals must be followed. The Bible says, Whosoever shall remove or add to what is written shall be, shall be in danger of judgment. But I want to introduce something a bit deeper. Can I go a bit deeper? I want to introduce something a bit deeper with the contracts. I want to go spiritual now. God can call a man by grace. Like he called David, he called Saul. He called Samuel. But behind the scenes, he will write a contract with them. I want you to listen to me very clearly. God may call a man by his grace, like he called Samuel, like he called all these people that he called, but he will write a silent contract with them. This contract will stipulate how long these people will last in the game or in their calling. So God decided all the first three, uh, not presidents, but kings in Israel will rule for how many years? Forty years. Whether you are ruling while you are naked, within those forty years, none of his business. Whether you are ruling while mad like Saul, none of his business. Whether you are ruling while, you know, pooping in, in the bush like Saul was doing, none of his business. Him and you, silently, you are forty years. Use it or misuse it, none of his business. And some people may wonder, ah, this man began well, but now, two years into this, he is not really looking well. Why is God still using him? There is a contract that is beyond your pay grade. When I entered here, I thought I would last for one month. Now me and my friends, we have been here for over three months. Or four months. My Lord is saying four months. Makofia, my Lord. <laughs> now, in those four months, heaven knew this brother shall come and stay maybe for five months or six months. Whether I begin to come late or come early or to come shabbily dressed or smartly dressed, the contract behind the scenes has already decided the timing. How I exit is up to me. Whether I will exit with honor is up to me. Whether I will exit with, with dishonor is up to me. God's job is to call me. My job is to respond. And when I respond, what takes place after that? None of his business. I want you to understand contractual authority. The authority of agreement. Because sometimes you may wonder, why is this thing not ending? And tonight we are going to deal with some contracts that are negative. Why does this thing go on? I have prayed. You need to address the contract. You need to put an end to that contract if it is negative. Moving on to number three of law authority. We call it functional authority. The authority of function. Allow me to give this example that I was giving in a book I was doing. You go to a road and there is an accident. Are you getting confused or we are flowing well? Are we flowing well? Thank you. 
You go to a road and there is an accident. Immediately, because you are so full of the Holy Spirit, you want to take charge. My brother, my sister, there is functional authority on the road. The policeman will stop the traffic while the doctor will treat the patient. The policeman cannot use his gun to remove the pain. There is a place for the gun. There is a place for the syringe. Many people have not understood functional authority. No wonder there is so much disorder. Now when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and also Romans chapter 12, we see God giving gifts to men. Even Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 to 13, we see God giving functions to men. Why does he give functions to men? So that his authority can flow through those functions. On the road, the policeman is in authority, not your pastor. In the hospital, in the ER, emergency room, the doctor is in charge, not the intercessor. <laughs> Pray all you want. The doctor is in charge of the hospital. Pray in tongues all you want. The man in charge of the roads is the traffic policeman. Do you know even the policemen do not just go to the road. They are traffic policemen. And the other policemen, I have no idea. Me, I only know they are policemen. And if you come from a police family, bear with me. The Lord Jesus meets two people. One of them carries spiritual authority. The other one carries civil authority. Civil authority was carried by Caesar. Spiritual authority was carried by the high priest. When he stood before Caesar, he did not answer a word. Not Caesar, Pilate, who was a representation of Caesar. He didn't utter a word because he was dealing with a civic authority. He was dealing with a politician. Tell me who you are. How are you? I can't set you free. And Jesus did not answer anything. Because that man was below his pay grade as far as authority is concerned. Then he meets the high priest who also goes political on him. Hey, who are you? Are these things being said true? And Jesus did not respond. Till he mentioned a higher authority. He said, I adjure you by God. Speak to me. And Jesus opened his mouth and he spoke. Functional authority must be discerned in the light of higher powers. So that you don't go bowing to everything. Oh, the doctor said I have cancer. Then the pastor quoting God is saying you don't have cancer. And you insist you have cancer. A woman came to me one time. She had gone to the doctor. And uh, the doctor told her she has cancer of the kidneys and cancer of the liver. And even gave her two weeks to live. So she came to me. And remember, we were in 40 days prayer and fasting. When the anointing is really ripe. Eh? <laughs> I entered in the spirit and the Lord showed me this doctor. He was a Somali looking guy, black in color. And he was slim. And he had a burnt mouth. I told this lady, there is this doctor you want to see. He looks like this. Is he the one? She told me, he is the one. Now listen to the word of the Lord. If you will believe and come tomorrow, I will pray with you. 
and you will be healed, not only of the cancer, but of the depression that has already attacked your mind. She left there shaking her head saying, no, but the doctor said I have cancer. I am quoting God, she is quoting a functional authority. Are you hearing me? I am quoting God, she is quoting hospital. She didn't even finish two weeks. Two weeks. She finished one week and she was dead. Then the people came to me, hey pastor, she's dead, let's go and bury her. I said, I don't bury such. We had a moment to switch authorities. She went for the lower report while I came with the higher report. No wonder, despite the fact that you want to be a good civilian and you want to look middle class and look organized, be close to the voice of God, which can override any report of the advocate, any report of the doctor, any report of the land agent, any report of anybody with civic authority. But while you are at it, draw the line, lest you be, you, you be in confusion. God has ordained that the doctor remains the doctor and the policeman remains the policeman. Now there was a man called Uzziah, the one who, when he died, Isaiah saw the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Chronicles how Uzziah decided, because the Lord had really blessed him, he decided to take the incense and to go and burn it just like the high priest used to do. And the Bible says, immediately he was smart and he had leprosy. What was the problem? This man did not discern functions. Some of you are behaving like you are deacons, yet you are not a deacon. You are a member of the sea. And some of you are deacons are behaving like you are an elder. You are not an elder, you are a deacon and vice versa. When a deacon takes over the elder, there will be leprosy. When also the elder takes over the deacon, there will be leprosy. Mark your territory and stick to it. The Lord may tell me, oh woman, your husband is so and so, and I may speak it as a prophet, but as to how the wedding will take place, that is above my pay grade. Mine is to see. The pastor is to coordinate. Some of you, you have house helps. That is an authority. Do not go doing things that the house elf should be doing. And also do not let the house elf do the things you should be doing. I have a story. A story of a man, no, not a man, a woman who was also my teacher in high school. The house elf came and warned her that, listen, mama, you like pounding waru. Waru is potatoes for those who are not Kenyans. You like pounding waru for your baby. Please stop it. The lady said, I stop it. But I'm the one who buys it. And even the, the, the fire you use to cook it, I'm the one who finances it. The lady kept saying, stop buying waru and pounding it and giving it to the baby. The woman did not listen. After two months, the baby choked on the waru. And I'm sorry she died. The house help as a voice given to her by God, as a functional authority. 
And you, because you have the money and you have the social status, you go overriding her authority. Listen to me. You will be contradicting God himself. Lastly, customary authority. Customary authority. We have talked about the authority that is delegated. Delegated authority. The authority of the pastor, the deacons, the elders, all these people. Those are delegated authorities. Then we came to number two, which was contractual authority. Authority of written agreements, written contracts. Okay? Authority of contracts. Number three, we just looked at functional authority. Now number four, we are looking at customary authority. I'll give you a story. If you promise to laugh. Do you promise to laugh? I grew up in Mombasa. Therefore, I had a, I had a friend called Abdallah. One day, Abdallah stole. What did he steal? I had, Abdallah stole my ten bob and ran to their house, to their house. And Abdallah was my neighbor. So what do I do as a little child? I was about nine years old. I went running after him. Mwizi, 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 Abdallah, Mwizi. And when I reached Abdallah's doorstep, I was still crying Mwizi. Mwizi, for those who are not Kenyans, is thief, thief, thief. Huh? <laughs> Immediately I reached the door, and this is Mombasa. Thank God this is Mombasa. The story comes alive now. The mother stepped out and said, Wamtafta Nani, who are you looking for? Not after Mwizi. And uh, the mother was like, okay, in this house, I am the mother. And she opened the door a bit. He is the father. And that is my son. So, who are you looking for? I said, Mwizi. She told me, me, I don't have a Mwizi here. What I have is a husband and a son and myself. So, who is the thief? And I couldn't say this one. Because there was going to be a judicial process. You who is saying 10 bob, where did you get it from? <laughs> and I knew this 10 bob is a, a, a project of corruption. But I did somewhere. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm saved. Now, <laughs> I have reached Abdallah's parents' territory. And now I am looking for a thief. I am not looking for Abdallah. And I have to be straightened out. Even dogs, when they go home, they are not dogs. They are Otis, or Festus, or Charlie. <laughs> some of them are baby, some of them are Toto. <laughs> and you, you can be beaten by the same dog, and you go running, dog, dog, dog. When you reach their territory, is no longer a dog. In fact, the dog can turn and look at you like this. Why? The dog knows the territory. He knows that the customs here are in my favor. You guys can go messing around, doing all manner of things, and you can be accused. When you come here, you are at home. And therefore, I may be a prophet seeing you misbehaving, but remember, wewe ni mtoto wa wenyewe. Did you catch that? When I come here, I am talking to somebody's children in faith. 
I can't go taking the, the cane and caning you. I have only to hold my chin and say, Ah, you let him with you, let Abda, you let Abdallah. That one is not a thief, that one is Abdallah. Customary authority operates within territories. Those who want to rub authority the wrong way only need to neglect customs. For example, you go to Britain and you give a long speech about anti-colonialism. <laughs> and you expect the Britons will invite you again, giving you a visa. No, you will not be given. They know their sins, but don't go to their territory and remind them their sins. A friend of mine wanted to date a Briton. True story. So the first day they meet, he opens his long mouth, his big mouth, and gives a long speech about anti-colonialism. And how the British this, the British that. The girl never talked to him again. Why? There was a customary authority this man did not capture well. And you cannot just meet an American and tell them how Americans are imperialists. Oh, 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 the CIA is not good. Oh, my brother, you will, you, will, you will realize that a preacher can be a preacher till you challenge his citizenship as an American. That time he will wear the John Bull hat and tell you, I am American. Don't touch my nation like that. Let's read the Bible. For those of you who think I'm just giving stories. Acts chapter 25. By the grace of God, I begin in verse, verse 8. The Bible says in Acts 25 verse 8, But uh, while he answered for himself, Neither against the law of the Jews, Neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar, have I offended anything at all. I repeat, while he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar, have I offended anything at all. Caesar is delegated authority under politics. The temple is another delegated authority under uh, customs or under spiritual practices, while the Jews represent a group of people, an ethnic group. Paul is saying, I have not offended any of these people. One day I went to the office of the president. True story. God is my witness. Those days it was the Grand Coalition government. And technically I knew, ah, Kibaki. it is Mr. Kibaki or His Excellency the President Kibaki. These are, this is his territory. These are all his people. So to look like I was smart, I began to ridicule his Prime Minister. <clears throat> I didn't know the man sitting on that seat was sitting on that seat because of the favor of the Prime Minister. I almost geeked, got kicked out of that office. The long, do not do it again, that I was given, I have never recovered from it. <laughs> the lady told me, number one, that man is the one who took me through school. Number two, I was jobless after campus. The brother of that man gave me my first job. I did my first job so well, the, the same man went and poached me and put me on this chair. Who are you to tell me that man is bad? 
I was in violation of customary authority. When you go to people's territory, do not spit on their faces. Do not spit on their dressing. Do not spit on their food. Do not spit on the way they greet each other. The Arabs men kiss each other as greeting. You, you call it homosexuality. Them, they call it their culture. The Jamaicans keep their dreadlocks. Even after getting saved, they still have their dreadlocks. You, you go with your petty to kutendereza kind of message, kind of salvation, and you go preaching against dreadlocks. My brother, you will be kicked out of their territory. Praise the Lord. Customary, my brother, uh, Pastor Kimani, nothing is so dangerous in this world like customs. Customs are so sensitive and so serious. You go against customs, my sister, you will lose it. You go against customs, my brother, you lose it. Now, how do we handle customs? Number one, recognize the higher authorities. And if the higher authorities have expressly told you to go against a certain custom, now you have the backup from an eye. If the higher authorities have not told you to touch culture, leave culture alone. How do we benefit from authority? In five minutes as I finish. Are those seven? Or there are six? Are there seven? So we can say comfortably there are seven levels of authority. Or there are, no, there are two levels of authority, but there are seven, what do you call it? Huh? Seven groups. Okay? Seven groups of authority. But in these groups, one group is higher, while the other group is lower. Now, how do you benefit from authority? The man who was the first ever human being to be publicly commended by Jesus, to be publicly honored by Jesus, though he was not a Jew, we find this guy in Matthew chapter 8. This man was the centurion. And Jesus removed his heart and said, Hey boss, I salute you. And I wish all Jews were like you. Though you are not a Jew, this man said something I want to quote for you. He said, and I quote in Matthew chapter 8, I am also a man under authority. Underline the word under authority. He didn't say I am a man with authority. He didn't say I am a man over authority. He didn't say I am a man looking for authority. I am a man under authority. For the first time in the ministry of Jesus, there was a roadside declaration. <laughs> For the first time in the ministry of Jesus, while Malizana kwa barabara, there was no more discussion. In, the, in Dar es Salaam they say, no discuss. <laughs> For the first time in the ministry of Jesus, there was no laying of hands. It was a man talking to a man. Gentleman agreement settled death on the roadside. How sensitive. How powerful. You know some of you, because you are not within authority, because you are not under authority, some characteristics of 
almost witchcraft must be performed before you can get your miracle. Some theatrics must be performed before you can get your miracle. But if you can understand how to be under authority and how to thrive while being under authority, my sister, my brother, some things will just be finished at the roadside. So, why do we bring the issue of authority in the miracle service? Because, till you discern authority, and you are under authority, you may stagnate your miracle. You may stagnate your promotion. You may stagnate your favor. The man say, I am a man under authority. Everybody wants to be over authority. Everybody wants to have authority. Few of the understanding that authority is God himself. You cannot possess it. You can only be in it. You can only be in it. It is like a river. You cannot patent it. You cannot carry it to your house. You can only flow with it. Oh, glory to God. I wish you can understand that authority cannot be grabbed. Authority cannot be manufactured. Authority can only be tapped into and kept into. If you ask me, hey, Brother Joshua, what makes you preach? I will give you one explanation. It goes like this. I was a young boy. I was kneeling down on a Saturday afternoon. I was in fasting and prayer. Heavens opened. The Lord Jesus appeared and he anointed me. When I woke up, signs and wonders began to take place. If you are waiting for my diploma or waiting for my certificate or waiting for this or waiting for that, I don't have it. The authority I have, I got from the Lord. That is all I have. And I'm not planning to change that story because it is the only story I know that works for me. And there are people who are going to this place and doing this and doing that and wondering, why is it not yet happening? It is very simple. Those who want to see authority must learn to be under authority. Now, a, a drunkard may be carrying this umbrella and it may be raining. Now, the fact that a drunkard is carrying it, does it mean you will be rained on? No. An umbrella is an umbrella. A covering is a covering. A grace is a grace. To be under authority is to be like this, be under this umbrella. And when you step out in the name of, oh, the holder of the umbrella is sinful, oh, the holder of the umbrella is not steady, that is just your foolishness. You will soon be trapped in problems you do not want to have in your life. I was telling a young boy one time how some spirits invade those who stand outside authority. One of the spirits is called immorality. Immediately Samson stopped listening to his parents. Immediately they kept talking and he was not listening. Immediately he began to despise the, dele the de delegated authority of God through his parents. When he stepped out like this, he could no longer overcome immorality. Henceforth, immorality just swept over him. Do not even be a prophet 
to prophesy when a woman or a man will be overtaken in immorality. Because according to this Bible, and I wish I could talk about Esau or Esau or all these other rebels, immediately they stepped out of covering. They were invaded with immorality. Some of you are fasting and praying to kick out lust to kick out all manner of immorality, what you need, identify where to submit, and submit like a fool, and wait on God to fight your battles. How do we exercise authority? We exercise authority by being under authority. So Pastor Kimani, with your permission, allow me to do some housekeeping briefly. Number one, we said this microphone is a what? An authority. This pulpit is an authority. This other microphone is also an authority. And remember, when you are outside and not under, you are exposing yourself to risk. You are exposing yourself to damage. You are exposing yourself to attacks. I was telling a young girl during counseling how I stay with a young boy who is my brother. But even this afternoon I looked for him and I reported to him that bro, I am going to preach. Now he's younger, I am older. I'm the one who is anointed. I'm the one who is called. But because we stay together, I am submitted to him and he's also submitted to me. The Bible says, submit one to another. After that, now resist the devil. He will flee. When I enter that house tonight, whether it is 11 or 12 or 1, I will go to his bedroom and say, bro, I am back. Even if he's asleep, I will shake him. Bro, I am back. And sometimes he tells me, must you tell me when you are going to the shops? Must you tell me even when, when, when you go to preach? Please, live your life. I'm like, I am raising you to be a different man. I am raising you to carry authority, but you cannot carry authority without submitting. And I need to lead by example. The other day I'm going to the shop, I tell him, hey bro, I'm going to the mall to buy us some things. Now the money is mine, okay? The money is mine, the house is mine, but the authority is not mine. The authority is his. Now, some of you, you are fond of traveling without reporting to authority. You are fond of taking those so-called short trips. Oh, I'll just cross the road and get there. What? what matters? Please, let me just cross the road and go. Ah, you don't know the demons of accident are waiting for those who are outside authority. And how many people today are maimed and some of them crippled just because there was a warning they did not listen to? There was a boy who died, and immediately I heard he died, though he was saved. My heart sank. And the Lord told me, that one has not made it. Because he was told not to go to the river to swim by the director of the children's home where he is housed, and he went. When he went, he drowned, and he drowned as a rebel. I'm doing housekeeping here. Don't just hold the mic because you want to sing. Don't just come to the front and grab the microphone because it is the one with the power. Samuel said something that I quoted a while back. 
there is meat prepared. One portion is reserved for me and the visitor. This visitor was the next king. Now suppose you, with your greed and your appetite, went and grabbed that meat. What will happen? The prophet will curse you. There is food, but not all food is food. Some is called choice food. There are seats in the vehicle. Not all seats are just seats. Some of them are called reserved seats. Joe usually carries me. There is a seat for his wife. Tilly tells me, she tells me, Brother Joshua, sit there. I do not sit. That is our seat. And some of you, because the lift is yours, you, you just enter like, like a cow going to the deep. And you do not know, this seat belongs to the woman of the car. This seat belongs to the firstborn son. This seat belongs to the house help. Please, discern territories. Not all meat is meat. Not all cups are cups. Not all water is water. Not all Bibles are Bibles. Jesus, not all microphones are microphones. Jesus, not all tiles in this house is tiles in this house. Some are tiles in front, some are tiles behind. Not all positions in this pulpit. Oh, I forgot. The Lord told me to tell you why sometimes the prophetic team insists on praying for you here, and sometimes here, and sometimes there. Some of you come in front, I tell you, go there, and you are like, but we are seeing one another. You are not aware that behind you or in front of you is an angel with a specific oil to minister to you. So if this angel, the Lord opens my eyes and I discern is there, we have to go where he is. I am also under authority. I don't just lay hands. I follow the angels who facilitate my laying on of hands. Jesus. No wonder when a preacher says, those of you with this issue come to the front, you will say, but this is church, and God is everywhere. <laughs> God punish the devil. God can reach me, surely. His hand is not too long to save. And you quote Isaiah 58, God punish the devil. The God who wants to reach you has authority. He has delegated angels. He has delegated his minister. Who is telling you, join me at this particular place? Samuel could have spoken the word and said, that says the Lord, Jesse, your son, who God knows, shall be king. But there, Samuel insisted, the man must come here. And we will not see it till he arrives. Anointings don't reach you where you want. Anointing reaches you where God is. And some have been going home. Oh, miracle service. Ah, please. I can do with the main service. And the Lord is busy speaking through his servant. Come for the miracle. Come for the miracle. But you forget the Lord has appointments with specific people at specific times. When I tell you stand here, understand. When I tell you kneel, there is a reason. When he tells you 
lift your hands, there is a reason. When he tells you, humble yourself, bow down, there is a reason. Pastor Kimani, as this meeting is going on, and all other meetings where the Lord is, angels are always busy writing things. One of the things they write is the people's attitude to what is being spoken. If a preacher told you, when you pray too much, you will increase in authority, he lied to you. Prayer only positions you. It does not amplify you. Authority is God. And some of you are wondering, why do I pray and I am not getting the breakthrough? Because you forgot your landlord is also an authority. Don't tell him, No! Finally, before I minister, because the Lord told me to overthrow some illegal authorities over some people. Some people, they are illegal authorities occupying their lives because they went under the wrong umbrella. They went outside the covering of God. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, Do not rebuke an older man openly, but exhort him as a father, young men as brothers, older, men as, uh, older women as mothers, young women as, as sisters, in all purity. Then verse 3 talks about how widows should be handled. Now listen to me. You do not come to a man like pastor and tell him straight as it is. Pastor wana kuanga mchafu. That is what we call an open rebuke. You do not rebuke any older man openly. You rebuke them like you will beg a father. Sasa, wajoi babangu. And you go slow. And young men, you have to position yourself like a fellow brother, while older women like Mama Florence, you have to position yourself before your own mother. That is scripture. I am anointed, but many times he has had to push me. Tell it to me straight. Don't spare me. Don't pamper me. That is what he tells me. And I keep pampering him. You know, Pastor, and I fold my hands and sometimes I put it here, sometimes I put it here, and I try to, to, to make a father out of him. Why? Even when he wants to listen to the prophet, he is still a father. Many are sick today. Many are wounded today because they don't know authority. But you people, you are going to be different from tonight. Things are going to begin to work for you because now you will not be pushing for things that should not be pushed for. You will not be forcing things that should not be forced. You will begin to see Jesus in every person. Nobody is an accident in this world. Everybody has a, an image of Jesus he carries. Respect that image. Some of them may be mad, but they have something. A madman once wanted a friend of mine. Kuna kuna waizi. And my friend listened. His friend did not listen. One of them died. The other, the other one, his life was preserved. There is authority in every person. There's authority in every building. There's authority in every institution. Your job is to teach yourself and your children how to walk under that authority. May the Lord bless you. Now that we've been taught that even a microphone is an authority, 
Even that clock, clock is an authority, isn't it? We had agreed we would finish uh, by 6.30. We've gone past 6.30. Now, with the authority that I carry, I want to beg, because you also have authority, that you allow me to extend it for another 30 minutes so that we can be able to do ministry. Is that in order? Okay. Is that in order? That is better. Is that in order? I think we have approval. Thank you so much. Clap for your pastor. The Lord is telling me to give you some of you, I promise. I'm seeing three women. That after this message, now that you have known how to walk under authority, your relationships are going to begin to thrive. Previously, there was so much strife, so much blockage, so much struggle in your relationships because you did not know how to walk under authority. But after this message and after this ministration, your circumstances as far as relationships are going to begin to change. And some of you now, we can finally believe God with you that next year, for those who are not married, you should now be married. The Lord is also speaking to me about some of you. You've been having attacks, especially in dreams. And it is because you have yet to identify authority and submit. You are yet to acknowledge fully from your heart the authorities God has put around you. After this message, the Lord Jesus is going to set you free as far as your dreams are concerned. I'm mentioning another group of people. You've been having endless trouble with the spirit of fear. No matter what you do, you cannot just stop fearing. And it is because you are exposed in the spiritual realm. And even in your social life, you are exposed. And because of that, the enemy is able to torment you as much as he wants. Tonight, we are going to believe the Lord. It is going to come to an end. And there are some of you also, I'm seeing like four people, you've been having issues with your memory. You keep forgetting things. The enemy keeps attacking your mind. The enemy keeps attacking your, your, your memory. You can't retain things that you read. And you have even a problem reading through and reading with concentration. That is an issue to do with authority. The Lord Jesus is going to heal you and restore you. My dear people, from tonight, life is going to be different. Life is going to have no struggle. And those of you the Lord is showing me a spirit of embarrassment. You feel every time you are embarrassed or every time you are about to be embarrassed. You are constantly an embarrassment watchdog. You are always guarding against embarrassment. That is a symptom that you have an issue with the authority over you. And tonight, we are going to speak the higher authority whose name is Jesus to take over your life. And this is a homework for some of you. We cannot do it in church and finish it. Some of you need to go back to people you have wronged, people you have trespassed against, and you need to go and tell them, I'm sorry. 
And you need to begin to change your attitude. The Lord keeps showing me the word landlord, landlord. Most of you, you are not in good terms with your landlords. And yet you want God to protect you. In a house you did not build. How contradictory. That house was built by somebody else's sweat and vision. And now you are entering there and misbehaving in it. Oh, please. You need to go and just correct it. Amen? Above all. Many of you have been ignoring the call of God and the voice of God over your life. The call to prayer. I see young people, the Lord has been whispering to you to surrender, even to full-time ministry. And you are busy debating and analyzing things. The Lord is saying, till you do so, you may not know the peace you want to know. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to pray for all those categories of people in a very brilliant way within 20 minutes. But there's a group I want to deal with specifically in front. Let them come now. These are people who have been mishandled by authority. Somebody in authority has cast you. Somebody in authority has misused you. I want you to come here very fast. Somebody in authority has misused you. Come here very fast. Let us deal with that issue once and for all. After that, we will deal with the other matters. And the Lord will bless us. Clear this. The prophetic team, join me, please. I repeat, I want those who have been mishandled by those in authority. Somebody has cast you. Somebody in authority has cast you. Somebody in authority has spoken against you. We cannot leave that challenge untouched or, un, or, or, or unhandled. We are going to take authority. And we are going to tell every errant or what we call wrong delegated authority. We are going to tell them to back off. Because they are higher authorities. And they are lower authorities. Hurry up, hurry up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And as you come to the front, just begin to tell the Lord, Lord, I stand not as a righteous person, but I stand as somebody you are forgiven. Lord Jesus, I stand here asking for your blood to cover me, for your blood to cleanse me. I stand here also with blame, but I ask you to cleanse me. Open your mouth and talk to God as we minister to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every curse will be broken. And the blessing of the Lord Jesus will be released today. In the name of Jesus. The blessing of the Lord will be released. In the name of Jesus. Every curse will be broken. The Lord is telling me every curse will be broken. Pastor Kiman, just go lay hands on them. Begin to lay hands on them. In the name of Jesus. We renounce every curse. We renounce every curse. In the name of Jesus. We renounce every evil report. Given by men and women in authority. Who have ever spoken anything wrong. We renounce it. I will go lay hands in the name of Jesus. We renounce it. We renounce every curse. We renounce every evil report. We renounce every negative word. These are the children of God. The enemy cannot cast them. His servants cannot molest them. In the name of Jesus. We renounce every curse. 
We renounce it in the name of Jesus. None of you can suffer anymore because of errant authorities. None of you can suffer anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, whoever is errant, whoever is wrong in his authority, in his application of authority, we decree they are overthrown tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Makele la mashiko, raramamazio, rebezo kodolomozika, la la makida la, la masokona mazia da mashiko, repesa na namaziko, rorobozia, renounce every, every illegal. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every illegal decree over your life, we renounce it tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we reverse it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And some of you, the Lord is going to heal you of things in your emotions that have resulted from wrong exercise of authority. In the name of Jesus. Now we need to pray. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pastor, I want, to, I want you to read for them Psalms 149. This is too small for you. Get, get him the Bible, Mama. Okay, read for them. It is upside down. <laughs> Psalms 149. He will read for you, then I'll make declarations for you. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with a tibular and harp. For the Lord taketh pressure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute visions upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bite their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints, praise ye the Lord. By the grace of the Lord, I want to use it to make declarations over you. And while we make declarations, I tell you the truth. Things will begin to shift in the unknown and in the known. Because from today, we are removing the false order and we are bringing the true order of God. Lift your hands as I decree over you. I decree in the name of Jesus, from today you are going to begin to praise the Lord. Everything that made you not to praise the Lord, the Lord is putting it to an end. I decree in the name of Jesus, some of you who have faith will begin to sing new songs. Previously you are murmuring and mourning, but now you will sing. And I decree everything that you need to begin to sing, let the Lord grant it to you. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we decree you and your children forever will always be in the assembly of God. You shall never be in the assembly of Satan. And now in the name of Jesus, wherever your names or the names of your children are written in the assembly of Satan, we reverse it in the name of Jesus. And we bring you in the name of Jesus to the assembly of God's people. And every appointment meant for the assembly of God's people, let it be your appointment. And we decree in the name of Jesus, you are going to begin to rejoice. Those of you who have been oppressed, rejoicing is coming in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree in the name of Jesus, you are going to be glad also. And you are going to praise the name of the Lord before this year ends with dancing. And you are going to make music and timbrel and harp. For the Lord has begun to delight in you, his people, in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me. I am not just trying to formalize some scripture. The Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you these things. And he's telling me to ask you to believe. Just believe, okay? Just believe. The Lord Jesus is saying, he is taking delight in some of you. And because he's taking delight, he's beginning to crown you with victory. I announce victory in every, every area of defeat. The Lord is showing me two men here who can barely make ends meet. But because of the crowning of the Lord, you are going to receive a turnaround from tonight. And in the name of Jesus, we cause victory where there is defeat. We cause overtaking where there is any kind of blockage. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And you faithful people, you are going to rejoice because the Lord is going to honor you. Honor is coming where there is dishonor. I see men who can barely walk tall because of dishonor. But from tonight, honor is coming. And I want you to stay with your mouth. In the name of Jesus. I command honor upon my life and through my life in every area in the name of Jesus. And so I decree in the name of Jesus because of the honor upon your life there is a double-edged sword that is going to begin to proceed from your mouth. And because of this double-edged sword every enemy that oppressed you and oppress your children. They are beginning to run for cover. In the name of Jesus. I want you to take authority with your own mouth. And begin to overthrow every principality and power. Begin to overthrow every satanic agenda. Open your mouth. Begin to overthrow. Say in the name of Jesus. I have the double sword in my mouth. And overthrow every poverty. Overthrow every curse. Overthrow every kind of confusion. Overthrow it in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and speak. Open your mouth and speak. Open your mouth and speak. Some of you must overthrow sickness. Some of you must overthrow diseases. Some of you must overthrow every curse. Some of you must overthrow every hardship. Overthrow. Overthrow. In the name of Jesus. Overthrow. In the name of Jesus. Overthrow in the name of Jesus. Overthrow in the name of Jesus. Overthrow, overthrow. You have the car, you have the, the word in your mouth, you have the sword in your mouth. Overthrow every trespasser. Overthrow every trespasser. Overthrow in the mighty name of Jesus. Overthrow every sin. Overthrow, overthrow every bondage. Maroda Mazika, In the name of Jesus. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
we afflict vengeance on the nations. We decree punishment on every wrong people. We decree in the name of Jesus, the kings who oppress your people are bound with fetters. And their nobles are bound with shackles. And from tonight, we are carrying the written sentence. That says, touch not the anointed of God. Do their prophets no harm. We decree as they walk under authority from tonight. They are above every affliction of the enemy. They are above every kind of setback. And so we decree in the name of Jesus. The Lord is telling me, Pastor Kimani, there is no woman who will be married as you carry out those weddings next year who is permitted to be abused by any man. That is a promise God is giving you. None of you shall be married in this church and undergo any marital affliction or abuse. None of you shall be abused. None of you. And for those of you who are abused, we reverse the abuse right now in the name of Jesus. We reverse the abuse now in the name of Jesus. I command by the authority given unto me by Jesus. Let your abusers begin to apologize. I wish Mrs. February was here. This was our night for every affliction in our workplace to end. But we stand the word right now. Wherever she is, may the word of the Lord reach our workplace. May the Lord reorganize our workplace. May those who have oppressed her begin to be shifted. And if they don't change, may they be transferred. And if they don't change, may they be sucked. In the name of Jesus. I'm sorry, it is done. Lastly, before I give the microphone to the pastor, I didn't bring the message of authority so that you can begin to walk in fear and in bondage. I brought it so that you walk in wisdom and enjoy the territories God has given you. So that those of you who say, ah, I am just but a household, you can also realize you have authority. And those of you who are about to be married, you can realize that as a child of God, obeying the higher powers, the lower powers, have no right to oppose you and to oppress you. Are you hearing me? I didn't bring such contradiction in the church so that people can walk in fear. I brought liberty. Because to be under authority is to walk in liberty. To be under authority is to walk above affliction. To be under authority is to walk with power. And I decreed finally, as the centurion watched his servant yield, because he understood authority, as you begin to walk in authority from tonight, as you to begin to walk under authority from tonight, may every sickness and affliction around you and even within you come to an end. So it is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate Jesus once more. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate Joshua. Please, let's just appreciate this man. Such a humble spirit. He carries a lot of authority, but he's so humble. Amen. Lord, we bless this servant of yours. May wisdom increase in his life. May knowledge 
understanding and the fear of God increase in his life. May the heavens and the earth and all the elements favor him and fight on his behalf. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I don't know whether you're like me, but when I was seated there, I said, I'm receiving some deep knowledge and revelations that I have not received. I've sat at many teachers, professors, bishops, prophets, and they have blessed me. But I have not heard anyone tackle. In fact, it's my first time to hear that uh, topic tackled that way. Amen? And I want to tell you something. The Lord is preparing us for greater things. There is a place we must go. But we cannot go. We cannot reach that place unprepared. Because it can be dangerous. That is why he is taking time to teach us, to rebuke us, some of us, to prune, to remove things, suckers that need to be removed in our lives. Because I can tell you for sure, I've been in church for quite some time now. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in high school. I was 14. I want to tell you, if you want to look for proud and arrogant people go to church and mainly the Pentecostal church you may not see it because they will carry themselves in a way that they look humble but they are not do you know why? because they hear from the Lord today You've been told. Learn to submit and to respect authority. Because by not doing that, you are limiting yourself to, your, to growth. There's a place you must go, but you can't go there if you cannot submit to authority and respect authority at all levels. I like it when he said this mic has authority. And the Lord forgive us because sometimes we disrespect. When Judah is leading worship, she has authority. Even when I have a word and you have noticed, I don't just come and start giving the word. I take time. I'm trying to beg for time to beckon the one who has a mic that I have something to say. I cannot just come and 
Thus says the Lord. And Paul is leading a song. I've got to wait. Because there should be order. I may be healing from the Lord, yes. But how do I deliver it? Authority is key. And it is necessary in the house of God. Thank you. I didn't ask them to speak about authority. Because some of you may be thinking, maybe pastor, you know, anatuset. Because I actually did not know the topic until three days ago. I didn't know until three days ago that that is the topic. But I said, so be it. Actually, I didn't even know that this is the way it, is, it was going to come out. Praise the Lord. What is the Lord doing? Again, I repeat, he's trying to take you to a place that is higher and better than where you are. One way to be able to grow and retain power. And Peter can tell you, one time he came to my office. That man you see there is highly anointed, prophetically. I don't flow in the kind of gifting he carries. Neither do I flow in the kind of gifting that he carries. This woman here that you see comes to me and tells me, Pastor, this is what the Lord is saying. I listen. But she comes with humility. She doesn't say, just say, this is what I've seen. And she's doing things on her own. She asks for permission. Sometimes I'm to tell her, you need to say that. But you know what? There are some of us here, when the Lord shows you something, you are quick, you want to come and take the mic, and I'm not accusing anybody. But let's, we are learning. The Bible says, in the days of ignorance, I did what? Yeah? I overlooked. The Lord says, in the days of ignorance, he overlooked. But from now, henceforth, now you know. Okay, that's what it means. What you have done in the past, you've been for, because you didn't know. But now you know. And not just here, wherever you go. Learn to submit to authority. And I like it even when the example was given of a house girl. Because she's an authority. As far as taking care of the baby, she's an authority. Yes, you are the mother, but you have left that baby to be taken care of by that girl. So if she comes and tells you, Mom, let's not do A, B, C, D. Before you say, who are you? Please, ask the Lord, what is it that you are saying through this girl? Naaman was a was what? What was he? He was uh, in charge of uh, was a captain in Syria of an army. A general. But he had leprosy. He was sick. There was a girl in his house. A house girl. She had some authority of a kite. And the Lord would use her. There is a man in Israel where I come from. If you go to Israel, that man can pray for you, can heal you. 
And Naaman is like saying, what? He would have said, this is just a mere house girl. Who are you to instruct me where to go? But he obeyed. And when he went there, he again met authority. And was told, go to River Jordan. And do what? Deep yourself there seven times. Again, a captain of the army. And, and he argued and he said, are there no rivers in Syria? There are even better and bigger rivers than this one. Why should I go to Jordan? Again, it is authority. The Lord was testing. He's obedient. Can he submit to this authority? Although he is a captain. He's trying to argue. And again, the whole sto- the story again. With him there was a servant. Isn't it? It is the servant who pleaded with him. Hey, my Lord. Please. Do it. And when he did it, he was healed. A great lesson we are learning tonight. To help us so that we can prosper even in what we are doing. Some of us are stagnating even in the areas of business and our careers because of bad attitude. We cannot submit to those who are ahead of us. Why? Because we say they are people of the world. I can command things. Yes, you can command, but he is still your boss. He's the one who recommend a salary increment or not. And some of us are busy casting them and casting out demons. And you're wondering, how come nothing is moving? I cannot get my promotion. I cannot. Because all that you need to do is to submit and respect that authority. And you rise. So rest be wise. Today we are being taught to be wise. And I want to thank God for the servant. He's servant.